today for large group, I wanted to invite Pastor Huey and just have a really honest and frank conversation about mm -hmm. how we are processing um, just some of the events happening around the country in terms of violence and hate towards the Asian American community. And so um, today is going to be just a little bit of me and Pastor Huey going back and forth, but I'm confident that there's a lot in this conversation that's going to help you guys process and maybe give you guys new things to think about walking away from today. Um, and so welcome Pastor Huey. Thank we you. are here, here with our coffee. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to kind of kick it off and ask yeah. you a question. Sure. So it's been a year of full of just kind of hate crimes, you know, spattered throughout the country here yeah. and there with, mm -hmm. you know, along with the coronavirus. But particularly in this past month, we've seen a lot. Yeah. One month ago, we saw the Atlanta shootings. And mm -hmm. since then, we've seen just, you know, just terrible videos, clips around the Internet yeah. of other attacks towards Asian American elderly and particularly women as well. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, how are you processing what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for doing this um, for, our, for our students. Um, I think this is such an important conversation. Um, and um, yeah, I can't believe it's been a month ago, yeah. that Atlanta shooting. It's, I can't believe it's been a month ago. And um, I, re I remember the first wave of emotion was probably just, just kind of shock and disbelief. Yeah. Um, uh, and then just incredible sadness as I as the names of the individuals that were tra tragically murdered, um, just reading their names and a lot of the Korean last names yeah. too. Um, so uh, really, after that, after the shock, it was just incredible sadness. I, I you know I can't I just couldn't believe this is what we were going through, and there yeah. was sadness. And then I would say probably about a week and a half to two weeks into the into that incident, and as I, as I read more and more. Um, if I'm honest, I think there was a, a wave of anger and yeah. frustration, right? And part of the anger and frustration was for the first time in maybe ever in my life when it came to like um, racism or hate crimes that, that we've been witnessing, um, this one was, this one just felt different. Mm. And this one felt so much more closer to home. Yeah. Um, and, and within that time, it, you know, not only in Atlanta, but before that and even after, there were a lot of stuff happening in New York, yeah. and that's where, where I grew up. Mm -hmm. That's where I grew up, and I, I, I recognized those places, and I recognized the streets, and um, and the fact that, like, I think the thought that that could be my mom, mm -hmm. or that could be my parents, mm -hmm. um, that could be my wife, um, I, I think just, just, just overwhelming sense of anger just yeah. kind of set in that this is not just something that's distant and far from me, but this is like, it, it felt really personal. Yeah. It felt really personal. And I think even just, um, you know, as I began, as I like read more and more, I think um, my upbringing and my experience as a Korean American, as Asian American growing up in the States as an immigrant mm -hmm. from an immigrant family, I think all of that just kind of resurfaced. Oh, yeah. Right. And the stuff that I learned to suppress, mm -hmm. the stuff, the experiences that I learned to like kind of just let go, push forget, away. push uh -huh. away. Exactly. Yeah. It all just came flooding back. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just, I think for for a good stretch, there was just anger and frustration. Um, and I think it, it became very exhausting at some point. So, you know, I kind of just wanted to just forget. Um, but at the same time. I didn't want to end up where 
I became apathetic. Mm. So I, I, needed, I just needed to be mindful that, okay, I still need to engage this, mm-hmm. although it's been really exhausting. Yeah, it's so right. much easier just to like walk away That's and not right. think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, yeah, what, yeah. what have you gone through? I mean, I, I, I feel similar sentiments, and mm-hmm. I think particularly because I immigrated to the States when I was young, right. but old enough to be aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And yeah. we, our family came to an area where, actually it was a really rural area where there were no Asian Americans. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think from the moment I set foot on this in this country, I was always aware of the fact that like I'm different, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not part of the majority and yeah. that um, I need to be careful or else I'm going to stick out more. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've always grown up with this just conscious awareness of that. And mm-hmm. even after we moved to Virginia, where we know there's so many Asian right. Americans here, right. mm-hmm. um, I think that never quite left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of that and I think something about being in the Asian culture, too, where yeah. you're you're taught not to focus on yourself and uh, care about the greater good. When these events happen, you don't want to think about it yeah. because there's right. almost like a guilt, like don't make it about yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this past year, as we've been seeing steadily kind of the hate crimes rising with COVID, to be honest, when I saw those things, like I, I felt the anger, but I just yeah. quickly pushed it away saying, oh, yeah. like, it's not about you. Yeah. Like, don't don't get caught up on it. There are, are bigger problems in the world or there are people that are suffering more than you. It's yeah. not about you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so don't think about it. But mm-hmm. I think as things kept escalating and, and especially the Atlanta shootings, because it was like those women look like my mom. <laughs> you know, they have yeah. faces like my mom and my grandma right. Right. and there are names that like, they're like emos that I would know, emos yeah. and ajumas that I might know, yeah. you know, yeah. if yeah. Um, they were in this area. And it just felt so personal. And I think like you like you said, everything that I kind of pushed down and told mm-hmm. myself, it's not about us. It's not about me. Yeah. It became about me. Yeah. Right. And it became yeah. about my community and my family and it yeah. became too real. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, I think just a wave of emotion came, I think. But again, I think there's something about being Asian where we don't know how to grieve these things yeah, <laughs> properly. Right, 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 right. So I'm, I'm like asking myself, where, where do I go with these emotions? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I felt so many different things like anger. I felt fear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My mom texted our group chat, our mm-hmm. family group chat, asking, should we all get pepper spray? <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I felt so much sadness yeah. that my mom had to ask that question. And yeah. I felt sadness. Yeah. I, I felt this, you know what? This is com- confirmation that we don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Like we're different yeah, yeah. and we're not accepted here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there was a little bit of just pain in that yeah, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's been a month, but since then we've seen more events happen. And mm-hmm. um, I think I am learning how to better grieve, but yeah. it's such a process. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm glad you, you mentioned that about not knowing how to grieve because I think it's probably true of you too, but I think grief was never really talked about yeah. in our in our circles, yeah, yeah. right? And not even at church, uh-huh. right? I I think grief and sadness was not something that was modeled well. Yeah, um, I and so. I I actually don't I I don't think you do too. I don't I, I don't blame my parents for that. Yeah. I don't blame my older brothers and sisters at church because they didn't know either, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think for me, this past month, the part of the grieving, what was really helpful was just having you or other people at our church um, talk about it. Mm. 
that I think for me that was part of the at least the start of maybe the healing process yeah. or the grieving process. Like you, you wrote an article mm -hmm. at the Gospel Coalition and just describing your experience and just the just the detail that you yeah. were willing to share with the audience. Um, you know, not only the sadness, but also just there was something about something there like I can resonate with yeah. that. Um, and I know others can resonate with that. And then even at our church when we did the Night of Lament yeah. and inviting others to speak into yeah. it. I remember in the beginning, nobody, nobody, nobody was saying anything. Yeah. yeah, nobody was saying anything. But, you know, at least once the first person yeah. went, the second person went, I feel like that gave such permission yeah. for people to... Permission is a key word, I yeah. think. Yeah. Just, to, just to unload mm -hmm. and just to... Vent. And I, I know, right? Like... I know there's there's hope in the gospel, right? <laughs> I, I, I know that, but I think there are reasons why God gave us Psalms of Laments, where Absolutely. like He gives us permission to use um, laments to say it back to Him, mm -hmm. without needing to needing for it to be resolved. Yeah, right. And I'm, it's like coming to me now as you're yeah. speaking. I mean, I think just Easter is a good example of that, right? Because right you can't get to Easter without Good Friday, yeah, right? Like right. you can't get to the hope and the excitement and the joy before you confront that's right. the problems, yeah. confront the sadness yeah. and the sin and the brokenness and you yeah. grieve and mourn and you lament. And so, yeah, yeah I agree. I think we are, I think oh, as a community, mm -hmm. I think we're learning how to do that well. That's right, yeah. 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 Um, you know, as I've been thinking about our students mm -hmm. and maybe how they may be processing, I do realize, I think, a lot of our students who may have been born here grew yeah. up like completely yeah. feeling maybe assimilated in a way yeah. that our you know we sure. did not sure. um i imagine some of our students maybe some of the things we're talking about it doesn't resonate as much yeah. um mm -hmm. and maybe some of our students see that these are people that look like me they are part of my community and it's they're hurting but maybe up till this point they hadn't really thought about yeah. This is like my community and yeah. how do I care for my community, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. There, that kind of identification wasn't there yet. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think even about your kids, right? They're, you know, Matthew is going to be in youth group yeah, next year. Um, but he kind of yeah. fits into that category of he's born and raised here. Um, he might, he identifies as, you know, American. Mm -hmm. um, maybe more than his Asian American background. And so yeah. how have you been discussing this with your kids? And mm -hmm. I think that directly connects to maybe helping our students think through this as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great question personally for me, yeah. right? Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's so crazy to think that Matthews is going to be in youth group <laughs> yeah. in the summer. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited and, to have and you. And please love Matthew and, and care will, for him. We will, we <laughs> um, But yeah, I think um, the way that I thought about it was like, I, I think, first of all, I'm, I'm grateful mm. that um, my children's experience of, like, life here in the States and in Northern Virginia is somewhat going to be different than mine, yeah. right? That That's they, what you want. Yeah, yeah, like, they have assimilated, yeah. and they are growing up with this identity that, like, I feel like I should belong here, mm. at the very least, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, they're, uh, my kids are still young enough where they don't really see ethnicities mm -hmm. and color of people's mm -hmm. skin and and I, I'm grateful for that um, and yet at the same time I have such a um, burden for them to care yeah. so so if this is for me is, is even beyond okay not just Asian American right. okay but especially Asian American because 
you know, God created us to be Korean American, yeah. right? God created us to be Korean and our history matters and our, our heritage matters. So it matters to God, so it should matter to us. But I think for me, it's like I desperately want them to care about what's happening in the world, mm -hmm. what's happening within our Asian American communities, especially because at least for this season, mm -hmm. they're going to a church where, where we are predominantly yeah. Asian American and Korean American. Mm -hmm. And that matters to the Lord, yeah. and that should matter to us. So I think the way that I've been approaching it with my wife has been maybe providing something that maybe my parents and my kind of older generation mm -hmm. didn't provide for mm -hmm. me is number one modeling mm. right i want my um kids to see me read the news yeah. right I, I don't turn off the screen when, when they come in yeah, yeah. right I, I want them i want them to see me attend the prayer meeting to to pray these prayers yeah. at night right um um, to pray for the elderly, pray for the women for their protection and safety because yeah. this is what's going on. So, so modeling that kind of grief, modeling even just anger, yeah. like frustration, even showing that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and also, I think just talking about it. Yeah. Like, you know, um, the other day, you know, uh, Ethan came into my office and he asked me like, what what I, what am I reading? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so I, I told him like. I was just reading an article on, on Facebook about what happened in Atlanta. So I just naturally told him, I was like, hey, this is what happened in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And this is just incredibly sad. Mm -hmm. I didn't give him any theological answers, right? right? But I just said, I'm just so sad that yeah. this is happening in the world. So I want my kids to be familiar with this idea that dad and mom cares about violence and racism mm -hmm. and injustice. Mm -hmm. I want to give them language to talk about these yeah. things, right? And then lastly, I just said, Ethan, if if you see somebody getting hurt, you know, you have to do something. I think he just kind of just laughed it off, but I was yeah. like, but in my heart, I'm like, how do I teach my kids to step in? Yeah. When, when they're scared, when they don't, like, how, how, how do I keep, teach that? I think that's And good. that's almost like against our Asian nature, yeah, too, because we're right. taught, okay, no, look away, don't get yourself in that's a situation right. where you can get hurt, right? right? That's right. Um, like, yeah. a lot of self-preservation, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, so that's a hard lesson, but it's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking even of our students, I'm sure maybe some of them are listening to you right now and thinking, like, like I want to have these conversations with my parents, too. Mm -hmm. And so... I do want to challenge you guys, our yeah. students, you know, if you feel like you have these thoughts and you have these questions, like, please ask your parents. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, they would appreciate, yeah. I'm sure, you know, as a parent, you could identify with that, like, just yeah. asking, hey, can you explain to me what's going on, yeah. right? Like, how are we supposed to think about these things? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it really starts in the home, and I would really want you guys to have those honest conversations with your parents and mm -hmm. to hear from them first. Yeah, yeah. yeah first. And, and I would even add to that, too, is... I, I think I'm anticipating already, this is kind of a little bit sad, but I'm anticipating where there's going to come a time where my words aren't going to matter as much mm. to my kids, right? And I can see the sadness <laughs> in your eyes already. And, I, and I'm trying to be okay with that uh -huh. um, because um, I know there's going to come a time where for a season of their lives, they're going to look to older brothers mm -hmm. and sisters and their words are going to matter mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So even along with your parents, I would say, you know, Director Sujin or any of the youth leaders, I think just a simple question of, hey, how are you pr processing what happened in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like that's such a good place to just start I totally and agree. just listen yeah. to people reflect yeah. on that. I would encourage you to read uh, Director Sujin's article on T at TGC. That was just really, um, really helpful for me too. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, your youth leaders are here and they're yeah. ready and they're willing to speak with you guys. And, you know, they don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. Yeah, but, you know, we are all in the process of learning how to grieve um, and, and, and process together. Yeah. And I think your leaders can give you words, can yeah. give you language to make sense a little bit about yeah. what's happening. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that's a good word, too. Mm -hmm. um, Nope. Yeah, I mean, Pastor Huey, we're here, and mm -hmm. we are, you're a pastor, I'm a director <laughs> yep. at a church, right? And yeah. so, how are, how should we think about this in a uniquely Christian context? Because mm -hmm. I do, I think something that um, I think about a lot is, I think our students are aware of these situations, because, sure. yeah, they, they see, whether it's on social media, or they hear from their peers, or they see the news, and there's a lot that the world is saying about yeah. these things. Yeah. But there has to be, like, a uniquely Christian response. Sure. And mm -hmm. so... What do, you, what do you think encompasses that kind yeah. of uniquely Christian response? Sure. Well, I'm actually really interested in what you have to share. <laughs> so, but I, so I'm going to go quickly. Oh, okay, no. I'm going to go quickly because I think, I think you're going to have such good things to share. But for me, is um, like this is one of those reasons why I think um, knowing God and his character mm. and knowing his word, what he has said and what he has promised for me, needs to drive everything, Amen. right? Mm -hmm. Because if we are not created in the image of God, mm. then, there, then, our, then we don't have intrinsic value and, and worth and dignity, mm. whether you are an Asian American, mm. white American, or black. It, there's no intrinsic value to, to us. So therefore, if that's the case, then like... If why it doesn't, care? yeah, it doesn't. If it yeah. doesn't affect me directly, yeah. why should I care? Yeah. But um, if we know who God is, mm -hmm. and if if it's true that He has created all of humanity in His image, mm -hmm. and if we and we need to be able to connect that to what's happening in our world, mm -hmm. absolutely, you need yeah. to care, and absolutely, you need to grieve, mm -hmm. and absolutely, you have permission to be angry and frustrated, mm -hmm. and you have the responsibility to respond. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course, wisely and winsomely, of yeah. course, right? But you have the responsibility, right? Because your worth and dignity and value comes from not the color of your skin, mm -hmm. not your background, not what you do and not what you possess, mm -hmm. but because who God says you are, yeah. right? And so I, that's why I, you know, I, I love, you know, what you do here in youth ministry. I love what we do in, in our education ministry is that we through and through our passion is to teach God's word because mm. otherwise like it's 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 um it's like whatever anybody thinks yeah. it, it can be right mm -hmm. but um but yeah. yeah I mean and just to add to that central youth students you know the question I get all the time is how does this apply to me yeah, right like right. every time we study the bible there's always questions of okay well like how does this apply to me yeah this is how it applies That's to us. That's right, yeah. There are moments in life where you're going to see that theology that you're learning through scripture, it's not this vague concept and notion mm. that doesn't matter. Yeah. It matters that God created humans and that we are made in his image yeah. because when it comes down to moments like this, yeah. that it tells us, okay, we need to care. Yeah. Yeah. And so, mm. yeah, I agree. I think just from Genesis to Revelation, everything we study, it, it points us to truth and it points us to God's character. Mm -hmm. And we will come 
to points in life where those things actually matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think just to build off of that, you know, I think just one of the things that breaks my heart the most about the Atlanta shootings is, you know, the shooter was a self-identified Christian. And he, the reasons he gave for shooting, you know, those people was, he, he, he wanted to deal with his temptation, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. he kind of gave like this twisted Christian response. Yeah. Um, he's like a member of a church. And I think that just breaks my heart because any of us could look at that and listen to that and really think like, okay, some the problem is with church. The right. problem is with Christians, right? right? Like the problem is with Christian culture or the Bible and I think that's why you're right. It's so important that we we know what Scripture says, so we know how to separate those two. Yeah. Right. right like right. we need to be able to know what is he saying that's being misappropriated, meaning like misused and misapplied, yeah, and right. what is the actual truth about Scripture? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like what does God actually say about us fighting our sin and temptation yeah, yeah. versus what this person may say? Yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. I just I imagine, yeah, like the world is going to be even angrier yeah. with Christians. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and our, and our witness has been tainted. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it's not a matter of like, oh, we need to fight back and be able to defend ourselves. But right. mm-hmm. we need to have a confidence in ourselves that what we believe, the God that we believe in is a good God. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not of the things that we are hearing. So that, yeah, not to argue back, mm-hmm. but in confidence, we know how to have humility mm-hmm. and respond in love. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, and man, that, that's so good because I wonder, and, I, and I'm so, I'm like willing to bet that there's so many people, including our students, that are thinking those things. Of course, yeah. Right, but, um, but for whatever reason, they're not, um, they're not asking. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. asking. So, um, I, I'm, I'm really thankful and glad that um, we as a church, we've been, you know, kind of saying things. We've yeah. been pro- providing kind of, you know, how, how we feel, you know, what, what we believe and, and, and things. And I'm glad you're, you're doing this because I think, I'm hoping that these, as, as our students are being exposed to this more and more, that again, like this idea of permission, like yeah. we're giving them permission to ask yeah. questions. Yeah. Because nobody should expect any of us to figure this out on our own, yeah, right? Absolutely. So um, ask questions. Yes. Like pull <laughs> Director Sujin aside. Or you have to be willing to ask questions because not, not does it only, you know, it only matters to God, but not only it matters to the community, but it's you're going to meet people that are wrestling with these things um, and they need your response. Like mm-hmm. they need you to care, yeah. right? So, yeah. Or maybe you who's wrestling with these things, right? I know we have students who, you guys, maybe you feel a certain way about church. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have personal hurts with, you know, from church and you're wrestling through, like, if you even believe this or not. I know we have students like that, right? And I just want to, like, plead with you. You guys know I am always pleading with you. (laughs) Like, before you head off to college, before you leave Central Youth, at least in this time, do your due diligence to ask the questions and hear from people. And so... If you are one of the people who are, like, you're sick of church even more after these things, I plead with you, please ask me, ask Pastor Huey, ask your leader, hey, tell them honestly, hey, this stuff is sickening to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to come to church because of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I need to hear from you. 
how you're processing and how I can process and how is this different from the gospel that you are teaching me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for like students that may be at a place, you know, like me, where you're um, tempted to just kind of take a back seat, yeah. right? Just because it's just so hard, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and to remain somewhat complacent and to keep it at arm's distance, my encouragement to you would be, um, okay, if maybe for now, like that's kind of where you are, but at the very least, like, still commit to the ordinary things mm. like you know um, participating in worship whether in person or not mm -hmm. like listen to what is being talked about mm -hmm. right um, participate in central youth mm -hmm. you know small groups do the ordinary things even if you feel like you're just so far from God or mm. you if you don't want to care like even if that's the case just stay within the ordinary things that you have been doing I guarantee you God uses that to kind of yeah. cultivate faith right in the midst of that as you're being more and more exposed right mm -hmm. so I think that would be my plea and, and, and challenge yeah. and encouragement God yeah. does the extraordinary That's with the right. very ordinary yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well so you know I think we're nearing the end of our time but okay. Pastor Huey do you have final thoughts that you want to share I think mm -hmm. maybe we can both share some final thoughts yeah um, Ask the Lord uh, or ask others to pray with you and for you to um, have a tender heart mm. to what is going on in the world. Mm. But because again, um, this is about um, the image of God and his character, mm. right? And, and um, you know, if and when people ask you about how you feel, I want you to be, I want you to feel like, you can say something, mm. you know, that you can respond with truth and compassion. Um, so therefore, like, begin to ask questions, right? Mm. Begin to talk to other, listen to others, other people's stories, even if they might not reflect your kind of experience. Yeah. I think that's that's so important. That's true. Right? Yeah. Mm. Um, two things come to mind for yeah. me. One is just, um, yeah, I just, I keep getting reminded of the fact that you know especially as we're going through the book of luke mm -hmm. with pastor Owen's sermon series yeah. and mm -hmm. we've been seeing that jesus loves like women the poor the vulnerable yeah. the marginalized yeah. right like jesus has always personified this character of god and that he loves those that are on the fringes right yeah. he loves the marginalized he loves the weak he yeah. loves the vulnerable mm -hmm. um and to me that gives me great comfort because mm -hmm. i don't know about you but part of me processing this and going through my fears has been that I just feel more vulnerable, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I am on the fringe and I feel more, more weak. And, wow. mm -hmm. but yeah, so I want to give you guys comfort, but also a challenge too that mm -hmm. just as Jesus comforts us, he challenges us to care as he did, yeah. right? Like right. that we need to care for those that are weak and vulnerable, mm -hmm. like our elderly in the Asian American community, yeah. the yeah. women in our community, um, yeah. And so I just think it's not an option for us believers, wow. right? Like mm -hmm. not to care. And so I just want to throw that out. Like you said, just pleading to care, like don't go numb. Um, mm. yep. And the other thing that comes to mind is, you know, as with any other kind of like social issue, issue around injustice, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, there are ways in which 
the world's pursuit of justice and our pursuit of justice as Christians, sometimes it's going to overlap, mm -hmm. right? Meaning, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the the, uh, the non-believers are going to cry out for the same things we are crying out for. Yeah, right. And that makes sense because we all have an inherent desire for yes. justice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there will come points where it separates, mm -hmm. meaning like, there will come points where our response as Christians has to look different. Yeah, yeah. And so my just challenge and plea to you guys, Central Youth students, is that don't take all your cues from the world. Like, mm -hmm. don't take all your cues from social media and even the news. Like, take your cues from scripture, yeah. from your church leaders, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. um, meaning... Yeah, we're going to, you know, the world collectively may be crying out for justice for the Asian American community, but at what point is it, do we have to separate ourselves from, you know, unruly anger or yeah. just revenge? Like, that's yeah. not what we're looking for, that's right? right? Yeah. Like, we have a hope that's different and we have mm -hmm. we have a, a humility and a love that's different. And that's so, um, yeah, we, we have a righteous anger, but how, how is that anger going to be seen differently yeah, yeah. and right. so yeah just my challenge to you all as you guys are you know processing and dealing with this um yeah take your cues from scripture take your cues from your church leaders take your cues from your youth leaders mm -hmm. um pray about it um mm -hmm. and like let's let the world know that like this is what it means to be christ followers to, to love justice right to love Amen. mercy to do those things and to Amen. love people around us oh that's yeah. so good yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here, Pastor Huey. Oh, Huey. my pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And Central Youth, I, I really hope today's conversation was helpful for you. Um, again, really want to challenge you guys, ask the questions, just like Pastor Huey said. Ask yeah. your youth leaders. Come ask us. Come ask your parents. Um, we would love to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, um, Pastor Huey, would you mind closing for us? In sure, prayer? yeah. Father in heaven, thank you uh, for the hope that we have in the gospel. You don't leave us with our laments, uh, but you bring us out um, and you lead us out from, um, from the, the darkness and the pain and the sorrows and the grief. And you lead us to uh, glory. You lead us to beauty. Uh, you lead us to truth. And God, you don't do that you know, for us in isolated um, situations, but you do that in the context of community. So, Father, I thank you for Director Sujin. I thank you for all of our central youth leaders. Uh, I thank you for the community, Lord God, that we have uh, provided and created for our central youth students. Pray that um, you would use the space um, to um, not only to teach and to educate, but to cultivate uh, compassion, to cultivate uh, humility, to cultivate love and and care um, for one another and for the world around us, mm -hmm. to have all of our hearts broken for the things that break your yes. heart, so that we, as Director Sujin said, so that we can be a beautiful witness, God, to the world mm -hmm. around us. Lord, we long for the day that you will make all things right and all things new. Until then, would you mm, equip us, empower us, lead us um, to to be agents of reconciliation, to be agents and ambassadors for hope and peace and, and love in, in our world and in our community and in our home. So would you do that for us by your grace and by your power? We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.